Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward podcast where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. Hi friends, welcome back to the Health Forward podcast. I hope you all are having a great week so far. Today, we're going to be talking about something that affects every single human being, and that is blood sugar regulation, how to regulate your blood sugar levels and why it's something you need to be paying attention to. So for most of us, when we hear the phrase blood sugar, it's mostly in relation to diabetes. So it's very easy to think if I don't have diabetes, I don't need to worry about it. But in reality, Blood sugar dysregulation is at the root of many common health concerns that we face on a day-to-day basis, as well as at the root of a lot of chronic disease. So let's kind of break it down and talk about the science behind it for a minute. When you hear someone say blood sugar, they're referring to levels of glucose in the bloodstream. When we eat, the enzymes that help us break down our food also release glucose into our intestines, and from there, it's absorbed out into our bloodstream. Glucose is the primary source of energy for our bodies, but our cells can't absorb it on their own. They need a buddy to help them, and that buddy is insulin. Insulin is a hormone made by the beta cells in the pancreas. These cells are continually monitoring the blood glucose levels, and when an increase is detected, insulin will then be released into the bloodstream as well. Insulin is kind of like a key that unlocks the door to the cell, um, specifically muscle, fat cells, liver cells, so that the glucose can get inside of them and either be used or be stored appropriately. This also helps to lower the overall amount of glucose that's in the bloodstream. So that's how it works when everything is functioning the way that it should. Now there can be problems that arise when it comes to maintaining a regular healthy level of blood sugar and a lot of those can happen for different reasons. And so one of those reasons is the beta cells in the pancreas actually stop producing insulin altogether or can't produce enough and that is going to cause the blood glucose levels to stay elevated um, because the cells won't be able to use the glucose and so that is often referred to as type 1 diabetes and then another common problem is our when the cells become desensitized to insulin either due to overexposure or inflammation and can no longer absorb glucose properly. And that's called insulin resistance. I'm actually going to do a full episode on insulin resistance because it's a very common issue that a lot of people have and don't even realize they have. So we'll go more into that in another episode. Another common issue is when the blood sugar levels aren't managed well, Either high blood sugar, which is known as hyperglycemia, or low blood sugar, which is known as hypoglycemia, can then occur as those levels rise and fall. And this comes with a lot of side effects like fatigue and really low energy, intense sugar cravings, changes in blood pressure, changes in weight, nerve ending issues, anxiety, and then for women, cycle irregularity. 
And then lastly, one of the really common problems that you're probably most um, aware of are when your cells actually stop being able to receive and use the glucose as energy because the insulin is no longer doing its job or because um, the cells are just so resistant to it that they can't um, help to pull in that glucose and to be used. And when that happens, the blood glucose levels just stay elevated for a really long time. This can start to damage other parts of the body, the kidneys, heart, arteries, um, nerves. Basically, it just starts to affect the whole body negatively. And this is what's happening in prediabetes and then type 2 diabetes. So as you can see, when we're talking about blood sugar, insulin is always going to be the star player. When there's a problem with insulin, blood glucose will always become dysregulated. Now, I could go on and on about the science part of things, but I realize that not everyone likes that as much as me. So let's get into some practical ways that you can help keep your blood sugar regulated. The first is to eat balanced meals. You want your meals to consist of good amounts of clean protein. Organic is great here. If, if you can do that, if that's in your budget, if you have availability to that, that's the best option. But either way, good amounts of protein at every single meal. You're going to want to shoot for about the size of your palm with each meal. Also, always having a healthy fat at each meal, um, about the size of your thumb. That's about one to two tablespoons. And then the rest of your meal consisting of high fiber veggies. Um, and you can, an idea just for visual is about two handfuls of high fiber veggies. And so that's going to be your leafy greens, your cruciferous vegetables, Brussels sprouts and broccoli and cauliflower and things like that. So at every single meal, have making sure you're having all of those things that will help to keep the blood sugar regulated. That will help when you eat, you're not having a huge spike in glucose. The protein and the fat help to keep that stable so your blood sugar doesn't spike and then crash and go through the kind of the yo-yo thing there. And the second is don't skip meals. Eating at regular intervals prevents your blood sugar levels from dipping too low which in turn makes your liver have to release glucose that it's stored up. When this starts to happen on a regular basis, it can alter your insulin production overall and mess with the stability. It just kind of throws things off. So you want to aim for three balanced meals at regular intervals, usually four to six hours, no more than six hours apart, except for like at night. And some people do like intermittent fasting, so they might cut it off at like 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. and then not eat again until the next morning around six or seven, like a 12 to 14 hour. That's typically a pretty safe fasting window for most people. Um, but you definitely want to make sure you're not like skipping all the way through breakfast. That's not going to be really helpful for your blood sugar stability or for your hormones. The third is eat a snack if needed. So we just talked about the three meals, but sometimes you'll feel like you need a little extra snack in there. This typically is um, something that I need in the afternoon, like between lunch and dinner, I'll feel that I kind of start to dip a little bit and I need a snack. So if you need that, go ahead and feel free to put that in. Just make sure that it's also balanced, includes a protein and a fat. 
So don't just grab a bag of chips or a handful of popcorn or even um, just an apple or something like that. You want to make sure that you are pairing any carbohydrates you have with protein and fat. Again, keeping everything stable, not having any major spikes or crashes. The fourth tip is to keep the sugar and alcohol to a minimum. Both of those things obviously raise blood sugar levels. They also raise inflammation in the body. So when you're choosing a sweetener, like for baking or something like that, this this is especially a good thing to keep in mind as we're about to go into the holiday season. And like I definitely do a lot more baking during this time of year, and I'm sure a lot of you do as well. When you're choosing a sweetener for baking, it's helpful to go for a more naturally occurring sweetener, something like raw honey or stevia. Even um, pitted dates can be used. It's a little more work, but um, it has a great effect and it's really lower in the glycemic index. And so you're going to avoid, again, the spike of the blood sugar when you go for one of these more um, naturally occurring and lower glycemic index options which just in case you're not familiar with the glycemic index, basically that's a scale that rates foods, specifically carbohydrate foods, um, as far as how quickly or how slowly they're going to cause that raise in blood glucose levels. Number five, exercise regularly. Both cardio and strength training exercises help your muscles to be able to take up more of the glucose that's in your bloodstream. So that decreases the overall amount, which is good. But also, strength training specifically has been shown to increase insulin sensitivity in our cells. So exercise helps just across the board from both sides of that. So it helps your body to use the glucose that's in your bloodstream. It also helps your body to be more sensitive to the insulin, which means it can better utilize glucose the rest of the time. Exercise also helps to lower overall inflammation And that helps to protect our cells and just to keep them functioning optimally. Number six is manage stress. We've talked about this a lot before, but chronic stress has a negative effect on just about every part of our health. And our blood sugar level is no exception. High levels of cortisol in the body, which we know we produce when we're under stress, cause the liver to release some of its stored glucose back into the bloodstream. Again, we've talked about with cortisol, your body thinks that you're in fight or flight and it's not going to be thinking that you're going to eat. And so it's going to release glucose into your body to give you energy to get away from the danger. That's just an innate thing that happens in our body. So when this happens, um, it increases the overall blood glucose level, obviously, but also when it happens chronically over time, that can increase inflammation in your body, which can damage those cells and then make them more resistant to insulin the rest of the time. So it's kind of like a double assault on your body when you're getting higher levels of glucose immediately. And then you're also getting this desensitization to insulin overall. Both of these things put you at a higher risk for developing things like insulin resistance and diabetes down the road. So this is just all the more reason for you to pay attention to your stress, get some strategies in place to manage it, to deal with it, whatever that looks like for you, please make sure you're making that a priority. 
And then number seven is get quality sleep. Again, I know this is something we've talked about quite a bit, but it's just so important. Studies show that having disturbed circadian rhythms and not getting enough sleep, both of those things can cause stress and hunger hormones to be released in the body. So right back to what I was just saying with the cortisol, not getting enough sleep can cause those things. This not only raises inflammation in the body, but it also makes it much harder to resist foods that will only raise your blood sugar levels more. So you know that feeling when you're tired and stressed, you typically crave high sugar, comforting type foods. And that only raises your blood sugar levels more. So um, we've got to make sure we're making this a priority and getting the recommended seven to nine hours of sleep each night. And number eight is my last one for today. And that is if you need them, take quality supplements that can help with regulating your blood sugar. Obviously, you're going to want to consult your physician to make sure there's not going to be any contraindications with anything you're already taking. But things like a good whole food multivitamin can just fill in any nutrient gaps and make sure you're not having any raised inflammation from that, especially vitamin D. If you are deficient in vitamin D, it's going to be important to make sure that you are taking supplements and getting outside and getting natural vitamin D on your skin as well, because there has been a proven link between vitamin D deficiency and insulin dysfunction. So those kind of go hand in hand. You want to make sure that you're supplementing with that if that's something you struggle with. And a lot of us do struggle with that. So it's worth having your vitamin D levels tested regularly. Also, an omega-3 fatty acid supplement can help increase insulin sensitivity. Magnesium can help activate your cell's insulin receptors Magnesium also helps with the body's ability to relax and produce melatonin and get quality sleep. So that's kind of a, a double win there. Alpha lipoic acid can increase your body's use of glucose. So if you are struggling with insulin resistance, that fatty acid can help to make your cells more sensitive again. And so it doesn't completely cure it, but it can help with that. And so um, that's a great one. And then also cinnamon, taking that in a supplement form or adding it to your, either your food or maybe to like a hot tea or something that can help to decrease the rise in glucose after a meal. So if, if you know you struggle with higher blood sugar, adding in cinnamon can help kind of mitigate that. The good news is that for most of us, we can maintain a healthy blood sugar level by practicing a healthy lifestyle. And if this is something that you're currently struggling with, maybe you already have insulin resistance or prediabetes, you can manage and possibly reverse the condition with lifestyle change as well. I know that that's possible because I did it. I'll share more about my story on another day when I do the insulin resistance episode, but it is possible. These are things that we can help to control and help to manage with our lifestyle. As always, if you have like specific questions about this episode or any of these tips, or if you feel like you need more support, please reach out to me. I'd love to help you. Well, friends, that's it for today. I hope that you've learned something that you find helpful. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and I will see you back here next time. 
Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward Podcast.